Hello and welcome to the Spy Games on Bravo TV Mission 3 Debriefing with Bud West here on the Bond Brain. And another interesting episode, another episode that questions whether any, in my mind, whether any of these people know anything about real spy tradecraft, though a lot of them claim that they do. Quick recap, Mission 1, Mitch is eliminated in a very Bond-like mission by making a spectacle of himself in Mission 2. Safe is eliminated uh, due to his inability to pick locks. And in Mission 3 here, we pick off with a team function. Now, it really shocked me that, you know, after Mission 2, there's there's a lot of scenes where they go to the communal living space referred to as the safe house. And they've got these lock boxes in a pool house where they keep their dossiers that, that they're required to keep on each other. And I really thought after episode two, and they were trained in the art of lock picking, that one of them at the very least would try to pick the lock on the lock boxes in the safe house and take a gander at one or more of the dossiers. But so far, I have not seen that. If it was me, I would have taken a shot at that absolutely right off the bat. As soon as the lights went out and everyone fell asleep, I would have been down in that safe house trying to pick that lock. And it's funny, in the, in the middle of the episode for lock picking, when George was, he was kind of doing it with his face covered, so he was trying to pick the lock in the dark. And although he later gets distracted by the uh, Chelsea contestant, he, he did attempt that. And I really thought, oh, this guy's going to sneak down there at night and try to pick this lock in the dark, which I thought would have been pretty smart. But so far, none of that. But to get into the episode three, basically what happens here is we've got eight contestants left and they break them into two teams of four. And first they're given a lesson in counter surveillance or how to avoid surveillance. And then they talk about surveillance themselves uh, itself. And this is actually done by one of the hosts, the man who was allegedly implanted in the Taliban. He says that he speaks about counter surveillance first so that the contestants are aware of things that can be tried against them when they're trying to surveil a subject. The contest that they derive is that they've got to follow a woman through a suburban area, single-family homes at a park, and then determine which house she lives in, at which point they follow her home. She's going to take her dog for a walk for 15 minutes. They need to get into the house, find her laptop that's hidden away, and copy a file and get out. Now, the first team is... Uh, got a little bit easier of a job because due to the fact that the first team is made up of Brock, Christina, Colin, and Nika, since they named Christina the top performer in the last episode, she was allowed to give an additional task to the other team. So I'll, I'll talk about that later. But initially, they just have to get in and get the file. Now, it's at this point that the Brock character, having been in the Air Force, bragged that, you know, this should be relatively easy for him. He's already been trained in counter-surveillance. They break into couples as if they were boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife walking around the neighborhood holding hands. I thought that was a pretty, pretty good way to get through a suburban neighborhood pretty smart. But very quickly, he's kind of the guy that throws the whole thing off the rails for their team, completely loses sight of the target. And because they're all supposed to enter the house, the other two end up scrambling to try to get to, um, to, to try to locate them, bring them back into the fold and get into the house. Ultimately, they get in, although they set off a, a 
a trap that's been set to alert them to their, you know, the fact that they've entered into the building. And then they find a trap door under a rug. They get down to a small basement area. They copy the file and they get out. Pretty amazing because they really, they, they recovered actually, I thought, pretty nicely up until the point that they set off the trap because they they actually blew about eight or nine minutes waiting for Brock and Christina after their surveillance mishap to come back into the fold and get in the house. So they actually get into the house, identify the spot, get down into this basement, get this item off this hat, this file off this laptop, and get out all in about six and a half minutes or so. So pretty pretty impressive recovery, I thought. Um, the only thing they were criticized for, and it didn't occur to me at the time, but made sense later, was that, you know, very possibly since they had set off the trap, that it would have might have been smart to uh, make the break-in look like a burglary. All in all, the the first team put the test was successful, except for the minor mishap. And then they move on to Team 2. Now, Team 2 has one additional task. Now, George on that team has to get into the house and find and disable a camera. And that was one of the things that uh, Christina was allowed to assign to a specific member of the opposing team. So George is teamed with Chelsea, Jessica, and Charnel. Their surveillance is good. Uh, Charnel uses a uh, jogger kind of persona to use uh, within the neighborhood and the park. And George gets in, finds the camera. They perform the surveillance piece fairly well. However, they have two major mishaps. One is Chelsea, for some reason, trusses herself up as if she's Jesse James, and she's got this hat on and these big sunglasses, and she's got her whole face wrapped up in a scarf because she's worried about leaving DNA, and I think she's just kind of reading too much into it, and at one point, while they're inside the house, she's half in and half out, so she's in a window, the back half of her's hanging outside the window, the front half of her is inside the window, totally didn't get why the heck she was doing this, and she's above a fence line, <laughs> really not um, a good thing to do, I mean, if that was your neighborhood, you'd be, you know, on the horn 911, or coming over to see what the heck was going on, and Jessica, with her pre-bragging before it about how great her computer skills are. Like the Brock character, she kind of pays the price for that bravado. He talked about his counter-surveillance skills and then lost the mark. She bragged about her computer skills and then in the end, she actually fails to copy the entire file and there's a little bit of bickering about whether or not they've got the right file. In the end, the Jessica contestant pays for that and is eliminated, and I thought that that was probably a tough call. You could have gone either way. I thought the Chelsea character's behavior was bizarre. I'm not sure she fully understood what she was doing, but Jessica had one, just one task, and that was to get that file, and she assured them she could, and she didn't. Uh, she took it well, and uh, she uh, she knew it was a game. She said good luck, and, and went on. I thought this was a great, very Bond-like episode, you know, a very great spy piece, particularly the get into the house, limited time period, 
get the information and get out and uh, you know we we've seen that type of stuff throughout the bond series and you know how many i mean that that's almost the premise of mission impossible these days you know go into these you know difficult situations obviously they're just testing their skills on a on a very easy level all in all uh, a fun episode i'm still liking it there are seven individuals still left Colin, I think he's a pretty strong contestant. George, for all his strange behavior, uh, is is still around, but he seems to be a smart guy, though a little odd. Nika, I still think her emotions are going to ultimately do her in. Chelsea has already seems to have made some weird decisions, and I'm sure that that in the end is probably going to eliminate her. Christina, um, a, a little bit emotional. She seems to be a pretty tough character. I think that she's probably got an outside chance. Brock, smart guy, should know better than to brag. And Charnel, I think you're really drilling down to a, a lot better contestants. I mean, I, I would say outside of Nika, you know, any one, of, I could see any one of these people winning. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but tune in, give me your opinions. I think it's been a fun show to watch. There's not that many episodes left. There's only ten contestants. You can't have that many episodes if you're going to eliminate nine of them and declare a winner. So, I also think it's kind of odd that. I didn't see anyone practicing the lockpicking skill. I mean, if I were me, I would assume that in the end, in the final episode, if I'm going to make it to the end, that they're going to try to throw some kind of test at those final two contestants that use a variety of these skills. So I would be, one, practicing that lockpicking continually now. And two, I'd be trying to pick those safe boxes out in the pool house and take a look at people's dossiers. But that's just me. Um, that's how I would approach it. It's been a fun show. It's been, you know, in my mind, very Bond-like and really ties into the Bond brain topic here. So that's the Mission 3D Briefing, and I will talk to you later. This is Bud West with the Bond Brain, and the Spy Games on Bravo debriefings will continue.